All right, here we are. We are in episode. Uh, we redid the math. This is fourteen, David. This is fourteen. This is episode 14. fourteen of the Demand Better podcast. We are talking being under pressure. Queen David Bowie classic, uh, stress. That's right. Welcome to the Demand Better podcast, where we are your consumer's guide in that fitness and wellness space. I am your host, Corona, and I am joined by my partner in Superior, Colorado, Dr. Bobanko, and the award-winning journalist, Faraz Javed from Detroit. W-X-Y-Z. Faraz. Bo, hit it, baby. What's going on, man? So I just I want to uh, applaud Mr. Corona for joining me in the 30 day squat challenge. I'm actually going to do as much of this podcast down here on the floor in my in my squat. Uh, so if y'all can that. see me, you're not doing it right now. That's fine. Easy way to knock out 30 minutes. Uh, I've been doing this. We're gonna we're gonna keep. I see the clock rolling, so we're gonna keep rolling there. So 30 minutes a day accumulated, 30 days in a row just to open up the hips. Corona, tell us other than the fact that you don't like it. What have you been uh, experiencing because you've been doing uh, it? I'm a guy who's had three knee surgery on the same knee. So when I first got into it, it was a lot of pain. Um, it wasn't fun. Um, and as, as active as I am, you know, there's still work that needs to be done. But I will say this. <clears throat> Faraz, you know, it, it hurts me to say this. <laughs> say it. Uh, say it. Say it. Y'all should do it. It's really, really good. Bo's correct on this one. Um, I'm not a challenge guy, but it works, but it works. And you're only a few days in. You you get back at you. And you're only a few (laughs) days in, correct? Oh, I'm on day six. Day six. You saw me post day five, but I haven't done day six yet. Yeah. And And if anyone out there listening, even if you're listening to this, we are recording this June of 2022. Uh, if you want to try it out again, very simple, just 30 days in a row, accumulate whatever you can. If you do 30 episodes of one minute throughout the day that's fine um if you want to do 10 minutes times three whatever whatever you're capable of if you don't feel like 30 a day is reasonable uh again we were talking about some modifications so you can do 10 minutes a day start there um and build up a little bit but you got to focus on the tolerance and the big thing i want to point out about corona as active as he is having had knee surgeries before uh the big concept here is to move your joints especially your knees and this thing gets your knees your ankles your hips and your low backs into pretty much as much range of motion as they really could use and need. Um, and it should be a jumping off point for a lot of physical health. Yes. And I just kind of want to add to that too, before we let, you know, the master Faraz jump in here. Um, yeah. If you're over, if you're in the fifties, like I am, <laughs> don't try to do this cold warm up, please. It's, it's a real good idea. It'll make it easier. Um, Faraz, what's up? So there's lots of lot of things that are up, and I know we we want to talk about stress today. That's the major topic. But before we jump into that topic real quick, I want you guys to highlight why should people do this squat challenge as opposed to just doing regular squats? Bo, you should really clarify that real quickly. Should I really? Should yes, I? you should. You should. Okay. Thanks for that very specific question, Baraz. One of the biggest, there's tons of benefits from doing this uh, versus yes. just doing active squats. It's to get and improve your squat position. So if folks are doing functional fitness classes, uh, martial arts, they're probably doing some versions of squats. What I would say is a limitation there is folks improving, again, their full range of motion of all of their joints. And I'm a big fan of everybody getting assessed. Just like Corona said, if you're in one of these 
restricted age groups or have limitations, there's definitely ways to modify this and scale it. But again, the big thing for me to answer you, Faraz, as directly as I can is spending time in a sustained stretch in these joints that have not gotten any love for a long, long time, accumulating that time consistently over 30 days uh, is going to undoubtedly improve the function of each of those joints, ankles, knees, hips. And for us, I'm, I'm going to jump in and give you the, the, the answer you wanted, which is basically, <laughs> he gave you a technical answer. I'm going to give you the answer that most people want to hear, which is basically at, at the beginning of like anything, it really sucks. It doesn't feel really good. As you move on um, in the day, it gets easier and easier and easier. Now, we sit all day long. We need this work on our body. If you want to be out of the doctor's office and not be pilled, you need to really, really open your body up on a regular, regular basis. Um, and I put up a picture for us. I'm not sure if you saw it. It was, it was a baby, a toddler, in a full squat next to me struggling in a squat. Yeah. So um, it's within us to do. And the, the basic answer is you're going to feel better. 100% you will feel better. Um, Faraz, anything going on with you? I know Bo, I'm not gonna talk to you about Bo before we move on because I know Bo's happy that Gallo hit and Hicks hit and they saved us last week. Go Yankees! Anything going on with you for us? Listen, I just want to highlight the weather in Michigan is absolutely fantastic. Sun's out. Uh, that means the perfect. guns are out. Oh, guns that's not out. that's that's not good to say in America anymore. Sorry, <laughs> never mind. I think we should put have another name for biceps. <laughs> Pistolas. He's footballs are out. Footballs are out. <laughs> all right. So here we go. Before I move on to the topic, I want you all to know that we are sponsored by Fit Care Physiotherapy and Wellness, where the idea is to focus on your fitness so you can avoid the healthcare space. Now, our topic today, as both started with, is stress. Now, there's a lot of stress out these days. You know, there's 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 the economy, there's people dying in our lives, there's work stress, there's family stress, there's personal stress. But when it's all said and done, what is stress, Dr. Bo? Thank you, sir, for that question. And I'm still in the bottom of the squad. I just want to point out um, <laughs> coming That's up on stressful. seven minutes. It is a little stressful. Um, <laughs> so. Again, as you alluded to, stress, at the end of the day, when you look at the history of it, uh, the term actually came from physics, right? So as people were not applying this to the human body, they were applying it. They started with saying, you know, when we look at atoms hitting and electrons and all this kind of understanding of how the universe works, a, a, an external force applied to an object was technically stress and, and again it could affect it in some way positive negative or that object had to resist that external force that's what we face as human beings every day our basic anatomy physiology and you can take any class in the history of the world home economics uh again anatomy physiology in college any kind of very basic class and i remember this because i've taken these classes throughout my life and the first thing they talk about in any of these classes that teach you about the human body, because it's the most important thing to understand about the human body is the body is always looking to stay in homeostasis. Have you guys heard of this term? Do you know what this term means? Yes, we no. do. Tell us. The body is always happiest where it's at, my friend. 
Sort of. I'm going to add to that, though. The body is always looking for balance. So if you've yes. heard of pH, uh, that's base versus acidic, right? So lemon juice might be very acidic. Uh, you know, uh, purified water might be very basic. So this is where you get pH balanced water now, right? Because and, and that's the theory. I'm, I'm not a big fan of that specifically, but it's a thing that, that most of us should be able to know. Milk is very basic. So when you eat something spicy, that's why eating something very basic kind of balances that out from a chemical response. When you have hot things going on in your mouth, you had some some Cuban food, uh, some <laughs> Mexican food, some Indian food. We got all the cultures represented. Um, you want to balance that out. So the body is always looking to be in balance. And to Corona's point, the body is always looking to do it as efficiently as possible. So if we were to just, yeah, relax and chill, um, our genetics do tell us that we want to conserve as much energy as possible to be ready for anything else that we need to. So yes, it is within our body to be as lazy as possible pretty much all the time. So when we start challenging that, the body has responses. So look at our days, right? We live in a pretty, we, we can call it a stressful society. Faraz, tell us a little bit about your work schedule real quick so I can use that to highlight uh, this concept of stress. Well, I think, you know, I think in this day and age, we all... It's safe to say pretty much all of us who have any kind of job is it comes with, a, you know, a certain amount of stress for me personally, like my I think my work schedule, whether it is waking up at 1 a.m. going for that early morning shift or doing that late night shift or even doing the regular nine to five shift, you know, it, there is a certain amount of stress, whether it's waking up on time or, you know, chasing a certain story. And if you and if you're not in, in if you're not a journalist, then like I said, in any kind of profession that you are in, it it does come with a certain amount of stress. Whether it is you trying to progress in your career or you know trying to achieve a certain goal, if you're in sales and sales and marketing, you're you're chasing a target. Um, so professionally, I think in this day and age, we live in a huge bubble of stress. Um, some of it, I think, we kind of pile on upon ourselves. And some of it is just out of our control. So I guess, Bo, Corona, the question is, how much of that do we really sort of is psychological? And how much is it in our hands and we can say we can do something about it? That's a, that's a question which I think everyone wants to know. So, that, yeah, that, 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 let me take it back a second before I kind of directly answer your question because I have that as my ticker number two of what we can control exactly that wording. Thank you for that. So uh, to finish off the definition of stress, again, there's good stress and bad stress. I think it's important to understand that. And that goes back to our physics definition of stress is something that affects our body at the end of the day, something that our body perceives and wants to respond to. So again, good stress that we might think of is going to a spa, getting a nice relaxing massage, um, being with someone we love, having a great conversation, having laughs and drinks with, with a good friend, um, that kind of thing. Those are all good stresses theoretically. Um, that, that again, move us in a better direction physiologically uh, if, if we look at the hormones that are happening. The bad stress is, again, we need to factor in uh, when your body perceives, and it, you, you, a lot of these terms get thrown out there of, again, when you're waking up at 1 a.m., Faraz, and let's say your boss has been yelling at you <laughs> about getting the story done on time, you have deadlines. Um, those are all stresses that we start to feel, right? And how does that uh, present itself, right? You might be sweaty. You might have a faster heartbeat. Um, you have these physiological responses. Now uh, we can talk about these concepts of like a whoop where we can track some of those responses, whether it's heart rate, resting heart rate, 
uh, HRV, which I want to dive into at some point. But one of the biggest ones, and I have it in the, in the, in the scroll here in the bottom, is cortisol. So if you go to your doctor uh, and you get an annual blood work checkup, they're going to look at your cortisol levels. Now, if you're at the doctor and you're getting your blood draw, your cortisol is just a snapshot of where it is. But that cortisol should be moving throughout the day, right? And the natural way cortisol should work is when we wake up, we start our day, our cortisol should be ramping up so we're ready for the world. Cortisol is our natural body's stress hormone is the term that's been given. So how your cortisol is managed is really the best way, one of the best ways that we can look at how you are handling stress. And this is why younger people tend to do better with all these stressors, whether it's waking up with poor sleep patterns, whether it's eating less than ideal food, all these different concepts, they just have better cortisol stores and they're able to respond. And that cortisol, think of cortisol as Tylenol, right? Every time you have a headache, you take a Tylenol, you feel a little better. That's your body saying, hey, this, this is a lot of negative stress and it releases cortisol. Um, there's a lot of theories and different concepts here of what happens with cortisol in the, in the sense that at some point, if you put too much stress on your body, eventually you stop uh, being able to produce that same amount of cortisol. This is similar to what happens in diabetes. You have too much sugar and your body no normally will respond by, spike, by producing insulin so your body can handle that sugar. Uh, eventually you abuse that. Uh, privilege that we've been given. And then your body says, I can't produce any more insulin. Just like at some point it says, I can't produce any more cortisol. That's when physiologically we start to kind of break down. So I know I just gave a lot of kind of mumbo jumbo there. I apologize for that. And I want to get to your second point question for Raz, but are, do we have any, any questions or thoughts or feelings I, off of what I just said? Yeah. I just want to make it, I want to make, make a point of it, that there's a lot of people who don't even know that they're under stress or that their body is under stress. They live in that state. Um, which would be would bring you back to going to get that yearly checkup because that can help you long term in all aspects of your life. And there's are a lot of people who have no idea that they are in stress or their body's in distress to say that. I got a question for you, you know, uh, and I don't know if it's too specific or not, but, you know, when 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 you're in stress, so people end up doing two things when it comes to diet either they they won't eat enough and they'll lose weight or they'll overeat Com comfort food some people say correct comfort food if you yeah. want to put it that way so how does like how does one like how do you go one way or the other like is it just is there a certain body type that sort of pivots that way or like how do you how does one go okay i'm not i can't eat because i'm super stressed or i'm just gonna rely on comfort food because i'm stressed uh yeah great question sort of um <laughs> i'm gonna say that, that it comes back to further defining stress that there are many different types of stress there's emotional stress again there's the stress of public speaking uh you go in front of a camera for as i'm sure uh you've adapted to that right there so there's the training of, of these kind of stressors and to your point, I think of how do we manage that? So maybe before you go on camera, share with us if you don't mind, uh, do you, is that something that still stresses you out earlier in your career? Did you have more stress? Are there different types of stories that cause you to be more nervous? Uh, there's the famous Jerry Seinfeld kind of joke, I think uh, he does it in the standup where he said, uh, yeah, are you familiar with that one, David? Is that, is that what you're laughing? Yeah, so he says um, the, yeah. the, the, the number one fear humans have is public speaking. Number two is death. So at a funeral, uh, the person's, you're actually worse off being the one speaking rather than being the one in the coffin. 
according to, you know, that joke. So, uh, but yeah, I, I am curious for Raz to, to your question of, uh, you're on, you're an on-screen personality. We're on screen here, obviously less, less stakes here. I would say this is not your job. You're doing this for fun. I appreciate you being here, but, uh, going on, is that again, something that do you have, uh, coping mechanisms that, that you've built over the years? Do you do breathing exercises? Do you do anything like that? I mean, that sets us up kind of to answer your question as well as, uh, go into the rest of this topic. So, you know, being on camera, I think that goes for everyone. I think anyone who goes on camera, I think there there'll all of us be a certain amount of stress, regardless of how many years of experience you have. Yes, sure. Of course, early on in your career, you're probably going to be more stressed compared to someone who's a seasoned on air personality. Um, you know, in terms of like how I um, sort of overcome my stressors is although I think I'm, I'm a lot more comfortable now than when I first started uh, many years ago. But, you know, whether it be making sure I don't go on camera on an empty stomach, so I've got to make sure I've got something in my stomach, you know, uh, I'm well hydrated. I've got a certain amount of sugars in my body. <laughs> so, you know, even if that means like, you know, having a little bit of chocolate, like a small chocolate bar <laughs> or something like that, you got to make sure because, you know, when, when you're when you're nervous or, and when you're super stressed, all those things are firing in your body, you need something. Um, and that's worse when you've got hunger pangs or and you're and you're and you're dehydrated. That's worse. And of course, they're breathing. There are a lot of breathing exercises as well that you know we are all over the years we get trained to do um, uh, tongue exercises, breathing exercises. Also, making sure our jaws are are fluid and mobile, especially if you're in a working in a colder environment like Michigan, for example, during the winter. You know your jaw if you're like outside and it's super cold your jaw kind of freezes and all of a sudden you, you can't talk <laughs> you can feel your tongue move but not your jaw so so you know so there are a lot of different exercises that we do but um and i think and you brought a great point about public speaking even if you're not on camera at the end of the day public speaking is i think everyone's worst fear because they they all of a sudden are put at the highest pedestal and i think you know so now you gotta you got to, everyone's because looking at you for answers, not only are you stressed about that, but you got to also make sure that whatever you deliver is, you know, credible and worthy of being uh, up there on stage or on camera. Yeah. Uh, so coming back to that little bit of a definition. So that's a, a kind of emotional stressor, right? We have physical stressors. We talk about working out. Uh, you're doing some push-ups. You run a marathon. Any of that is a physical stressor. Uh, we have chemical stressors, including alcohol, drugs, but even any food that we put in, especially if there's less than ideal uh, ingredients in there. Even if it, they're good ingredients, again, that's a good, can be a good stressor. Uh, again, I love eating liver and, and organ meats. For some people, that is a stressor uh, to <laughs> psychologically think about having to eat uh, something like that. Heart is one that seems to really uh, throw a lot of people for a loop, but I love it. Uh, I'll, I'll advocate for that for a long time. Um, Environmental stressors, again, I was just outside doing a little workout in, in the hot sun. It's like almost 90 degrees here. Uh, and I felt that stress of the sun, especially as I'm adding working out. That's very different than if I just stepped into my garage where it's a lot cooler, more shaded. Uh, so there's different environmental things that we can do. But if we can be intentional about exposing ourselves to these stressors, that's where we come back to your original question about what we can control. Uh, and again, being intentional to our last episode, episode uh, 13, Right. 13. Uh, episode 13 about intentional habits. So starting to define that, understand that and move into this mindset piece of controlling what we can. 
um, knowledge is power, understanding what is a negative stress. Uh, and, and this is where, again, a lot of people start working out because they think they want to lose weight uh, and they want to feel better, but working out can be its own stressor. And it's important to understand that of, again, running for an hour uh, could be the least useful bit of your time because you're putting more stress on your body. If you're not prepared for running and you possibly get an injury, that's a whole other series of stress stressors. Um, so I do think, uh, to your point, your, your actual question, I, I do want to make sure I address it. You were asking a little bit about like, uh, how do, why do some people go to food for stress? Why do some people go to that? That's a very psychological, I think, and, and sociological question of uh, what folks have as an understanding of coping mechanisms, right? Um, again, when somebody, uh, you, Corona, you mentioned the death uh, of, of somebody, right? And, sure. uh, you know, that's obviously its own stressor and how we handle that is, again, obviously a, a coping mechanism that we need to understand. There's the, the stages of grief that, that are, uh, you know, very talked about in um, psychology uh, that are well established and relatively accepted that most humans go through stages of grief. Some people go through much faster than others. Um, uh, and again, we were talking about being in a stressful time of finances of, you know, mainstream media, which I'm not, you know, we had that episode, thanks for us, on uh, <laughs> being part of the problem. No, um, but but the, the point is, like, I choose to not watch almost any mainstream media. Uh, I want to stay informed, but I do what I can to limit my exposure to that stuff because the way it's presented, and we talked about this in our previous episodes, is it's very stressful. It's meant to catch your attention. Uh, again, if you, you know, I try to be informed on both sides and from time to time if i'm having a conversation with somebody who's very republican and things like that and, and they they say go check out fox and i'll watch it for for a minute or two and it's just it's it's very stimulating and it's very stressful and i don't want to make this uh you know one side versus the other blue versus red or whatever but and cnn tends to do this as well and actually uh i'd be curious total tangent as we might do sometimes here for as did you see cnn just got rid of or they're doing a lot less breaking news to be less grabbing and negatively affecting people's psychology. Did you see that? Do you have any thoughts about that? You know, it, it's, it's interesting that they did that. It's the, it, it, I think television medium in itself, and I know this is not the topic that we were talking about, but just since you brought it up, television medium itself is, is, is in a pickle, only because more and more people are now relying on social media to get their information. And, you know, even, even for, for, for our topic, stress, stress management, they're probably going through, you know, influencers and, uh, you know, people who are once again not credible or maybe credible to talk about stress and how to manage stress. They're relying on that. But yes, I mean, so in order for television to attract more viewers, there are a lot of things they got to do. And one of the things that people have mentioned is that, like yourself, Bo, and I don't know if Corona, if you watch local news or not, or national news. People have stopped watching it because it it becomes a, it becomes stressful. They wake up stressed. They go to bed stressed, depending on what time of the day you're watching news. So, um, so that's that that is one way of managing stress is is to consume content that does not get your blood boiling. Essentially, right. Well, it's to control what you can. So that comes yeah. back to if somebody cuts you off in traffic, you know. Uh, 99 out of 100 people are going to be annoyed, right? Like yeah. it, it, it's it's an annoying thing to experience. And again, Louis C.K. has one of my favorite comedy bits on this. I know he's become a, a bit of a controversial figure in some capacity, but he basically says like, 
ooh, I'm really mad, but like, this is something that really didn't affect me in any way. Like, you know, it's, it, it's that being aware of that response and that, that quick, like what's happening here, what's happening to me in my mind. And then being like, everything worked out. Okay. I didn't like that you did that, but there's nothing I can do about it. I'm not going to go and start a fight with this person because that's going to escalate the situation. Um, but at the end of the day, it's controlling what you can. So whether that is avoiding mainstream media news, things like that, that we know can be uh, controversial. You know, I have a couple of folks, like I was saying, that they tend to just ask, They, you know, a, a friend of mine that, that I've, I think I've talked about him on a few podcasts here, but he's he's recently, we, we've kind of come to terms with some of the political stuff we've talked about and different things and getting on the same page. But the other day, he just like, you know, threw, threw a question randomly at me of like, hey, so what do you think of those stop and frisk laws in New York City? And I'm like, oh, so we're just we're just going into a stressful situation. You're looking for some controversy. You're looking to start a fight. And like I was like, I'm not I'm not here to, you know, to, to get in that. I don't want that. I've, I've made that intentional decision of understanding to your point. And I think there's there's an interesting way to talk about this. So uh, it, we all should know what fragility means. Right. Fragile is something that can break easily. And again, so a stress is put on something. If you put, uh, you know, a, a full coffee cup on a little little table and that table breaks, it's very fragile, right? It, it wasn't meant to handle that. Uh, there's resilience, so a t you put that coffee cup on a table and the table's just good, it's, it stays there. It's resilient to the stress you're putting on it of a full coffee cup. Uh, and then there's anti-fragility. So actually applying some stress, pressure that we're talking about and being able to become stronger because of it. So putting a coffee cup on a table probably doesn't make that coffee table stronger, but as a human that wants to be in homeostasis, uh, there's this principle that's often used in uh, strength and conditioning that Corona may, maybe could talk about a little more is the said principle, S-A-I-D, specific adaptations to impose demands. So this is why if you start bench pressing 135 pounds and you do 10, 10 reps right now and that's your max and, that's, and that you know, leaves you feeling completely beat up um, and you're able to recover from that and a month from now you do some kind of training program and you're able to do... 185 pounds, or you're able to do 135 pounds for 20 reps. Now you've adapted to that imposed demand of bench pressing 135 pounds. So that's what a lot of good strength and conditioning should be based on is exposing you to something that doesn't break you, but allows you to adapt to that process. And there's, you know, all these things as we get into, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm not going to dive into the, the physiology, but I think Corona had, you had a thought. No, I just, I just, I didn't want to interrupt you, but is you know, we're living in an age, and I think we've all seen it. Um, there is perceived stress, and where, where there are places where there are stress. I mean, we as people are creating stress in our lives that doesn't need to be there. Mm -hmm. and, and, and we're seeing that more than not now. I see it in New York a lot with a lot of people with their outrage. You know, it's 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 gotten to it's gotten to a point. You know, the the fragility argument, all that stuff. It's gotten to this point where some people are just creating stress. Yeah. Uh, and, and uh, you know, again, that's a really interesting uh, jump off topic that I, I just want to I'll touch on, but it can go into a much deeper conversation is, again, uh, are people just, you know, this Q, the QAnon thing that we are somewhat familiar with, is it just folks who wanted to have a connection and wanted to believe in something and want to, like, chase something down? And, like, that could be the psychology of some of that concepts to so the same uh, other size that you're talking about of, of, you know, people wanting to go out in March and, and, and try to talk about injustice and things like that. Same thing. They're looking for something to believe in that's going to give them some meaning in life, I think, again, without going too far down that rabbit hole. But I do want to take this to another concept of 
uh, again, for as you were asking, like certain types of people that that respond different ways to stress ors, the concept of are we familiar with growth versus fixed mindset and the book Mindset by Carol Dweck? Anyone familiar with that? I haven't read the book, but I understand the concept. Yeah. So basic, the basic concept is, is growth versus fixed. I really recommend that I can grab it off my bookshelf here if anyone just wants to see the, the, the thing. But fixed mindset is, is somebody who says, you know, even the language we use, it, it really comes down to somebody who, who um, comes back to, you know, oh, like life sucks. Or, <laughs> but it, it, it's something that you're faced with a stressor like getting cut off by traffic uh, or by somebody in traffic and a fixed mindset is like, well, this ruined my day or, or something, you know, you take things very negatively, a growth mindset, again, in that situation might not be the best example, but you say, what can I learn from this? How can I grow from this? Uh, and, you know, getting cut off in traffic might not be the, the, the best example to display that. But uh, at the end of the day, it's, it's those kind of things that using different language, uh, again, I have to go pick up my kid from soccer you know, versus I get to go pick up my kid from soccer. That little bit of language is a mindset. It's an intentional choice that we're making. And those words and the way that we think about those things has incredible power. And again, that's going to impact our, uh, our physiology again. So this is where, again, without going too far down um, philosophical or religious rabbit holes, but, you know, and it's one of the reasons I got my tattoo that I got, um, and I'm wearing the shirt of the Unilome, and it's the, the path to enlightenment. It's a reminder. And the reason I got it on my arm permanently is as a reminder of the fact that we are always on this journey uh, and we're always seeking to get better at whatever it is we're doing. So no matter how good I think I am, no matter how many doctorates I have, no matter um, how much I've spent on understanding the human body, I know there's always more to that. And there's always this other psychology thing where we that's why i love these conversations so again i really appreciate you guys being here and pushing me into this concept um so yeah I, I, without going into too many tangents there the growth first fixed mindset i think is one that um is vital to understanding how we deal with stress how we can be anti-fragile which is a concept that uh is, is pretty powerful to understand and to, to think through so i don't know where we want to go I, I know i threw a lot of stuff out well, there well let me ask you this bo so mm -hmm. you know let's break it down so we got two types of well maybe let's make it three three types of stress one is your professional stress that comes in a professional environment stress that comes in a personal environment and stress that could even come in your well i guess fitness could probably be your personal environment if you want to say it. but we can say so let's say personal where yet it's more relationships whether death loss or you know break up whatever and then you know fitness uh, stress that comes through fitness um so if if we people were supposed to deal stress whether it comes to work uh personal or fitness where does how does one start where does one begin to even to deal with them that's a big question my friend um <laughs> Uh, so yeah, I think that obviously if someone's here listening to this, this podcast, hopefully that's, that's setting them up for some kind of concept of a growth mindset of how can I be better at something? Not just, oh, I really suck at dealing with stress and I'm going to stay in that cycle of sucking and, and that judgment and things like that. So honestly, uh, therapy is, is a phenomenal tool and, and that mental health is something that, uh, is a very, again, touchy, sensitive subject, but I do think that building tools to work towards that is, is phenomenal. Um, I personally, what I would call pseudo therapy, uh, belong to a men's group. We meet one, once a week and it's eight 
gentlemen. Uh, it's not any kind of, uh, if anyone's familiar, I, I know I throw out a lot of references and Corona, you might know this one is Married with Children. They had that no ma'am. Uh, <laughs> it was a national organization of, uh, was it uh, man? Uh, I forgot what it was. Something Amazonian, masterhood. But anyway, yeah, no. the point the point was it was a bunch of guys uh, being a little misogynistic and and being a little, uh, you know, uh, trying to be more masculine than they needed to be. But that's not what that is. So sometimes I say men's group and people think of that, but it's just a way to 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 work through some of the stresses you're dealing with on a weekly basis and and have deeper conversations about meaningfulness and things like that. So there's tons of resources, whether you find a again a licensed psychotherapist is what I would recommend. Um, there's, you know, almost any podcast and, and we're in this platform that I listen to, especially the more popular ones are sponsored by BetterHelp. Uh, so finding someone like that to talk to, uh, but on, on a, on a really, really simple basis. And this is our third point here that I wanted to get to one really good way to understand how to deal with your own physiology is learn how to breathe better. Um, and it's the very first thing I do with almost every single client I work with. Um, and you'd be surprised how many low back pain people come to me and I teach them how to breathe better and go figure. Um, what is breathing better? So learning to a access your entire belly, 360 degrees yep. of breathing. Um, you know, there's, there's going to be different ways to think about this. But at the end of the day, the really simple thing, and we can all do this right now, and I've had a few folks do this, is uh, let's all sit back and put one hand on our chest, one hand on our belly, and try to be visible, Corona, see if you can back up, <laughs> and uh, take, a, take, a, take a few deep breaths in and out. And if you're listening at home, do the same thing. If you can get in a mirror, do this. And Faraz, I don't see you breathing too deeply there. Are you breathing at all? I should be able to hear you breathing. I can hear Corona breathing. I can't hear you breathing, Faraz. There you go. That wasn't so, intentional. <laughs> yeah. So the, the question then is, did you feel your chest move more or your belly move more? Belly. Faraz did, and Corona. You felt your belly move more. Corona, I did see your chest moving a lot, but it was kind of might have been a weird angle, but I did see a lot of that. Because I'm the, jacked. Because you're jacked. That's <laughs> Shameless that's, plug. <laughs> uh braggadocious alert um <laughs> but uh at the end of the day if you can take even if you're breathing a little because you're so jacked um when you are breathing up here with your these are secondary and tertiary muscles of breathing i know you know this you're shaking your head but at the end of the day if you're up here breathing you are in a fight or flight response we are in a bit of a stressful situation we're live uh, we got folks watching and listening and and you know this is going to be live on the internet forever as they say um, so there is a bit of stressfulness to this, but if we can take that stressful response and so many people I assess again, over 95% of people just don't know how to even access their belly to breathe their diaphragm, which is the primary muscle or should be the primary muscle of inspiration. So if you can learn to breathe into your belly and fully expand that 360 degrees, and I'll show you the pregnancy belly here is, oh yeah. We want to be able to breathe and access that. And that's just accessing those muscles. And again, it's not the sexiest thing ever. And most people choose not to do that because they don't want to stick their bellies out and they want to look better. But that takes you from fight or flight up here in the chest and, and neck area. And that's why so many people are so everyone wants a little neck rub. Everyone I've ever met. I'm a physical therapist. Oh, can you rub my neck? Great. No, we're not doing that. Um, why don't you learn to breathe better? And so when you learn to breathe deeply into the belly, that is the, the, the long answer to your question for as of what is better breathing. So just being able to access that 
Um, and if you're not able to access that, that's the first step. The second step is remembering when someone cuts you off in traffic, we'll go to that ex uh, uh, example, is remember to take, and, and we all kind of do this somewhat inherently, but we just don't utilize it enough, I find, that we all know to take a deep breath when you want to relax. Again, when you're going to go live on, 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 on stage or in front of a camera, we probably want to take a big breath. The other really easy way to channel that physiologically is take a inhale for three seconds and double that time for exhale. So that's going to calm your nervous system down. So there's many ways to do this, but that's going to be the easiest answer that I'm going to give right now um, for, again, starting to control and understand our stress um, and be able to really respond to it. Good. Well, that's interesting, isn't it? I mean, but someone watching this right now, how big of a role would, will breathing actually play when it comes to um, you know, bring down those stress markers. It's, it's incredible. It's amazing. Um, and this is where, where, you know, I can't speak highly enough about it. The, the thing is, it seems too simple and people do not utilize it enough. It takes me kind of having to, to either drag them through this whole thing or they want more from it. I've literally had clients that are like, is this all we're doing? Is we're just breathing? Like what? And, and I'm like, yeah, this is what you need. You're a stressed out human being. You don't get enough sleep. You need to sleep better. You need to eat better. These are the lifestyle things you can do, but go, taking you through burpees and, and, and a running workout and, and doing some push-ups is not the thing that you need right now. You already have enough stress. That's an additional stressor. We need to balance out all of your negative stress points into some balance homeostasis that we're talking about because you have so many negative things going on. You have filled your cup, your theoretical cup with, you know, it's already 90% full of stress. So doing more push-ups is going to overflow that cup that's when we have injuries and problems with our bodies um chronic disease that happens so if we can now lower that stress level by breathing it's uh it's a phenomenally powerful thing so uh so you're know. so you're saying so i don't want to cut you off but i just want to highlight this you're saying that if you're stressed at work if you have stress if you have stresses in your personal life and your social life and you carry that to the gym and you have a workout that's going to cause you more stress and potentially cause injury. Yeah. And it's hard to do the entire equation because there are benefits also of exercise. Some of us like to take our stress out. So if you're going to kickboxing class or martial arts, right? Like that's, it, it feels good. You're getting endorphins, you're getting some positive things happening, but if your body is really getting beaten down and you don't intentionally figure out how that fits into your entire picture of health, that's where the problems happen. So the, the, the other part of this breathing bit that I like to say is think of your skills before pills, because what a lot of us turn to and a lot of folks today, we talked about the mental health struggles of, of uh, this country, especially is uh, anxiety and everyone diagnosed with ADD or ADHD. And again, that comes back to like, this is the environment we live in. Like, we, you know, you check your phone, we're all addicted to our phones and there's notifications and there's pop ups and there's the latest breaking news again. Um, and, and all these scary things going on. So what's the next pandemic that's going to happen? What's the next, you know, financial disaster where, uh, all these terms get thrown out and you start to stress out and you don't know how to bring it back to what can I control? So that's where we come back to that. But breathing again, uh, the, the big thing I'll say there is whether, and if you're listening right now, I encourage you guys to just, whether you're driving or, or, or walking, take those big breaths, a little bit in through the nose and a bigger breath out through the mouth, try to double so if you're breathing for three seconds, breathe out for six seconds. And if you do that, and I've had 
tons and tons of people who uh, I asked them to do one big breath or 30 seconds of breathing uh, in between Zoom calls or whatever they're having or meetings. And they're just like, I can't believe how much that little tiny exercise impacted my overall anxiety. And it just, it has incredible physiological benefits and we can look at it under a lab. Uh, if anyone's familiar with Wim Hof, he's the uh, Dutch, I believe, uh, kind of, he's the breathing guy. He, they call him the Iceman because he, he does a lot of ice plunges and understands how to control his breathing to change his physiology. But there's a lot there. And again, it's something we do. Uh, the really stark statistic here is 23,000 breaths a day is on average how many we take. So if we can do better at that, that's powerful stuff. You know, so, Cor Corona brought a, a good point, which was, you know, a lot of people don't even realize that their bodies are stressed. But so Corona, let me ask you this, though. When you do one on one training with your clients, do, do you at some point, are you able to identify it? You know what? Today, my client will not be able to hit his optimum level because he's he or she oh. is stressed oh listen man when they walk into the room i can tell you what they're what's going to be like i can tell you the moment they walk into the room if you're with someone long enough so share the be, symptoms well the, first of all i could see that first of all you could see tiredness in people's faces and people's eyes shallow breathing listen most trainers that go into this for us don't even talk to you about breathing they talk to you about lifting and they talk to you about doing burpees right. and then you'll catch your breath instead of just taking a deep breath and actually slowing down your breathing. So it actually, you know, helps you with recovery. But most people that come in, listen, postural, when we, we talk about this and I talk about this every day. If you're internally rotated, you're not getting a good breath in. So you're trying to get your body to homeostasis, as Bo said, so that you can actually encompass your whole lungs. You can get the body. They say to you all the time, breathe through to your feet. Take a deep breath. Hold it for three. You know, hold it. You know, inhale for three. Hold it for one. Exhale for six. Right, Bo? That's, that's what. So that's, when you I mean, there's that, all sorts of different ways, but yeah, that's a good one. When you do that, you do that, you, you're going to calm yourself down. But from a, from a client perspective, and I deal with a lot of uh, obsessive people who have been highly successful. Um we're stressed all the time. And the first thing that they usually come in is take a breath, relax. How you feel? We have a couple of minutes to talk and then we go through what's going on. And then we work, we got to be fluid enough in our programming to, to assess what they need to work on that given day. In other words, you have to meet where your clients at. And I think Bo, you do the exact same thing I do. Correct. Uh, yeah. So one thing before we forget is, is the Navy seals actually use that box. They use box breathing. They call it and so that's like four seconds in, four second hold, four seconds out, four second hold. Um, and they just do that. And these are the Navy SEALs. So uh, they, they probably know something about physiology and how to maximize their bodies. Uh, to your other point about working with clients, uh, yes, there's a number of ways we can reassess how that nervous system is doing. Again, I go back to having something like the WHOOP. It literally is uh, tracking your heart rate 24 hours a day. Uh, and so it gives you algorithms and, and spits out how recovered are you? How's your nervous system doing? And it'll tell you you're in the green. I'm actually luckily in the green today. I'm at like 87% recovered. So it tells me my nervous system's doing good. Uh, some people, again, the symptoms you, you asked about for as it's not always easy to see visually, but again, as you get to know somebody, you can, you can start improving and, and getting that, uh, rapport. There are a few ways you can easily assess that though. So again, uh, something I used to do in the CrossFit world is I'd have somebody come in and, and they should know, uh, can they hold a two minute row pace for three, uh, two minute pace 
for three minutes, right? So if you're on the Concept 2 Erg, rowing machine, um, can you hold this kind of easy pace, relatively easy, if, if it's something for you that you've established before as a baseline? And then, uh, you know, I can see maybe you're a little stressed. Again, I'm going to point out Faraz has some gray hairs going on on the beard there. Um, you know, looking good. It's, it's a good look, but it also is a sign of, of the body's not handling stress as well. Uh, there's genetic components. There's all these different ways to look at it. But yeah, there's basic stuff like that. There's grip strength is something you can check every morning. Uh, again, you were doing this 30 minute, I'm, I'm back in my squat right now, but you're doing that squat piece. And again, you're going to feel these little different things. And, and that's where that communication, and I work with a lot of people online virtually. So I'm always checking in, Hey, uh, how's your, this today? How's your rating of, how's your connections for the last 24 hours? Uh, you know, you might've had a fight with somebody. Uh, I ask people this, you know, randomly throughout the week and, and they might say, Hey, actually, yeah, I've, I've had a rough day. Like, and I'll say, well, let's move our, our heavy workout to another day, let's do a lighter kind of movement, easy thing to get you just breathing and moving and getting your body some good nutrition um, because your body probably can't handle that higher level of stress because you've got this other stress from other things. So there's just many different ways to your original question for us to assess what is going on physiologically and how somebody might be too stressed. Hey, Bo, what's our fourth one? What's our fourth one for? Mm. So, we uh, are at addressing the cause, and that comes back to possibly removing the stressors. Again, most of us might be stressed out by our relationship, um, our partner. So, you know, those things happen. And if you're not addressing the cause, things happen there where, again, I can, you know, throw, bring in uh, my lovely wife here, Maha, Dr. Maha, um, to tell us, uh, you know, what happens in a relationship when we just let things pile up, build resentment, all these different kinds of concepts. Uh, but if you're never addressing the root cause of like, why are we not getting along? What is the disconnect here? And a lot of times in relationships, it's people, just, you know, this is my amateur uh, psychology degree here. Um, I do have a bachelor's in psychology for whatever that's worth. But um, the, the, the amateur piece there is, uh, again, a lot of times people just aren't letting the other person speak which I know I'm over uh, dominating this conversation, but uh, different context. So we're stressed. <laughs> uh, I'm stressed too. Yeah. Sorry to stress you guys out. I'll let you speak. Go have your piece. You asked me a question. I'm trying to answer it. But if you're really stressed, <laughs> go ahead. Take a big breath. Um, but yeah, just to fi finish that thought as um, yeah. So addressing the root causes, it can be, you know, a lot, a lot of us are stressed by our jobs and it's easy for someone like me on, on social media or whatever casually to say like, hey, if your job is not bringing you happiness, uh, if it's not bringing you fulfillment, if it's only bringing you money, bringing you a lot of stress. And I, I see this all the time right now. I am 38. A lot of my classmates uh, are also 38, 39, 40 uh, folks that I keep in touch with from my football team, uh, high school, college days. And these are folks that have sacrificed a lot of their physical health to make as much wealth as they can. So they might be doing pretty well in the bank account department, but their bodies are destroyed. Um, they, they allow, they, they just haven't put the time in there and they've again, taken on this stress and meeting deadlines and they might be really good at what they do. Um, and they, again, it might've brought them tons of money, but they don't have the fulfillment, uh, that, that, you know, we really want to hone in on. So understanding the root cause and what are the things that bring us the most happiness um and and you know understanding again how to manage those stresses a lot of folks when they get caught up in the nine to five you know and i saw this a long time ago on facebook i'd see people oh it's monday can't wait till the weekend like i guess i just gotta grind you know rise and grind is is the term right well well i, I think it all depends on your job like i mean i can i could talk about my girlfriend who who's an acs attorney mm. who deals with child abuse on a big on, a, on an everyday basis 
in the in the South Bronx of New York. She's a litigator. And, you know, the one thing that helped her with relieving stress is when I took her and I said to her, I want you to go. Bo- I want you to go box once a week. Mm. So I put her into a professional boxing gym where she was like, I don't want to be here. It smells. And all of a sudden <laughs> and all of a sudden now Equinox girl is, you know, is in the middle of hanging out with fighters and doing a whole bunch of um, boxing and releasing her stress. So sometimes you can't change your your stimuluses that are stressing you. Right. But you can find other outlets to relieve that stress in another fashion and learn how to reprogram your mind. A hundred percent. And that, that's what I was trying to get to. And you did a much better job than, than I could with all my rambles there of uh, ultimately saying, understanding the, what the root cause is. And we can't always eliminate the root cause exactly to your point. Uh, let's let's take the example of, of new parents, right? Uh, it's, it, we don't want to eliminate the baby uh, crying and things like that. We, we need to figure out how to manage that and, and what we can do uh, to control it, whether that is Hey, you take the baby. I'm gonna go do a 10 minute, you know, maybe quick workout, or I just I'm gonna go in the sauna, or I'm just gonna take a shower and like calm my brain down. Whatever that thing is, um, it, I think it's 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 important to again be intentional, as we talked about in the last episode, with starting to understand what's the root cause of this stress. What can I do if I can't change it? Can I change my mindset about it at least? Again, it's it's what your girlfriend does. There, Corona is incredibly. Um, I, I don't think most human beings to Faraz's original question can handle something like that, which is why she's in the role she's in and not everyone oh, I couldn't do it. Yeah. Uh, it's, inc- it sounds incredibly, incredibly difficult. And so, uh, you know, we, you know, again, look at teachers in this country. It's, it's an incredibly stressful job, um, that they t- tend not to get enough credit for, um, just as a quick example. But, you know, at the end of the day, it's a certain mindset. It's a certain, uh, you need support you need outlets these are all terms that i think we've heard but it's again being very intentional with all those concepts but i come back to the breathing bit of again i'm not going to tell your girlfriend that hey just breathe that'll that'll fix all the stress and trauma that She'll you're looking punch at. you in the face boxing boxing lessons yeah <laughs> that's her way to deal with the stress of me saying that thing um <laughs> but but yeah that that that's the kind of fourth point we're talking about here is addressing the root cause so, not the symptoms and the symptoms sometimes took Faraz's point when somebody walks in if you have the gray hairs you don't want to just you know paint over the gray hairs and take some kind of you know whatever uh uh what's what's the thing that that hides the gray hairs like we need to formula whatever whatever the, the thing is is a you know gray for men or 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 what i forgot what the thing is uh we used to, I, we used to have commercials and i used to uh you know see what those things are but yeah anyway my point is uh to finish that thought off is the symptoms and this we see this all the time in physical therapy right people are like my back hurts and again a lot of times our bodies will manifest pain because we've just had enough of this issue and a really popular form of therapy for low back pain which is the most common musculoskeletal issue that is out there is Dr. John Sarno, mind-body connection, where he basically says, hey, whatever back pain you have, we can do MRIs, we can put hot packs on, we can get your glutes stronger, but at the end of the day, you are holding on to some kind of trauma, you are dealing with things, and you're pulling it all into your back or wherever your pain is manifesting, that's, be- that's coming from this underlying issue. And so if you never address the mental side of it, uh, the mindset side of it, then you're never really going to address the underlying cause. So that's what I've, one of the reasons I've shifted away from traditional physical therapy, where it's more like you have pain in your shoulder. Let's just get you more range of motion in your shoulder. Let's get your shoulder stronger. 
Uh, and that's all insurance will reimburse for. Re insurance is not going to reimburse for us talking about nutrition, for us talking about, you know, your connections in life, how you deal with stress, um, even the chain of the shoulder of, you know, talking about your elbow and your wrist and your grip strength or your neck pain like that's connected to that. So that's one reason I've gone away from that model because most traditional medicine, healthcare deals with the symptoms. And again, if we can start addressing the root cause, that's what really, really is the the fix and the true answer to all these questions we're asking. Well, well, now that we've got four, I believe we have one more. Let's 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 figure out what the fifth one of, of the five things they need to know um, how to deal with stress. And again, that's changing the mindset. It's been what we've kind of alluding to is it, there's a gift of stress. So even if it's a negative stress or being able to change our mindset, uh, and there's a great book called The Gift of Injury, um, and being able to take something negative and say, you know what, like, obviously, it's, it's, a, it's not a great situation. I would rather it not happen, but it happened. I can't do anything to change that. Letting go is, is kind of that term in, in a lot of psychology and things like that. Um, and, and just being able to change the mindset, shift it to say, you know what, I don't love this thing in here in my face, but I'm going to figure out how to make the best of it. Like your girlfriend, again, at the end of the day, I would think she gets a lot of purpose and, and probably somewhat joy from and, and happiness and fulfillment from the fact that she is doing something very powerful and very yeah. good in the world, in the universe. And it's a very stressful thing, but she's the one doing that. Again, you watch any of these kind of military movies um, and we just, I just watched Top Gun. We, uh, Faraz and I were talking about it, but you know, you, you're putting your life on the line. It's incredibly stressful. Even watching it uh, in Hollywood, where I know, you know, it's a fake thing, but it's still that's stressful to even see. Um, and and it's incredible to say, hey, like at the end of the day, this there's real people doing these real things, sacrificing. And so when you can take that and say, I'm fulfilled because of that, that's the game changer. That's where you know maybe we evolve as freaking humans. Um, without going too philosophical or religious or any of that stuff. But that's my fifth kind of point of mindset, coming back to a growth mindset. Um, you know, we can take something like stress and say, I'm glad this is here. This is making me better. I can find a way to change how I think about this, the language I use around it. Uh, you know, it's not just, hey, I had a really shitty day because that happens. But it's saying I had a shitty day, but I learned a lot from it. And, and, you know, again, easier said than done, Yeah. but, uh, th that's kind of the, 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 the hope and the push that I think I'd like to throw out there. Well, I think, I think you're coming from a very, very positive, positive place and, and you're asking people to grow, but I, I will say this to you. I think the all five things do work, but there are people who like being in that state. Um, and the reality is that, you know, we heal ourselves. I say this all the time. So the breathing and all that stuff, we can heal our own stress. You don't need to have the pills. You don't need to, you can change your diet. You can find someone who can help you with these things. But when it's all said and done, you got to want it. And it goes back to what Faraz said in the last episode. If you want to, if you want to be intentional about something, you got to go for it. But um, so let's put a ribbon on all this. Um, Faraz, give somebody some, some advice on stress because you probably have the most stress of all of us. Well, I'm not going to go with breathing because I know that's going to be Bo's advice. <laughs> I would say drink, but not drink as an alcohol drink, but drink a glass of water. If you're stressed, try drinking a cold glass of water. That should calm you down a lot. I think that's great. I, I, I will suggest um, yoga or something of that nature or some something that's going to open you up more to get you to more 
to a more longer, leaner you, uh, so you can take in more air. Um, Bo, what's your ribbon for all this whole thing before we shut it down? I, I do, I do want to go with the breathing thing, but um, I actually and and I, I listened to a great book recently by the most uh, recent, the nineteenth uh, Surgeon General of America, Dr. Vivek Murthy. And uh, his book was called Together, and he actually talked about this this other kind of pandemic of loneliness. So yeah. my really simple piece there is connect with someone who brings you some joy, who who might be a good person that you know you you know a friend. If and if and if you don't have that kind of outlet, if you don't have somebody good to connect with on some level, um, it's there's many ways to seek that out. And again, I'm sure all three of us here would would love to. Uh, provide some kind of resource for anyone in that situation to some extent. I know I certainly can can volunteer myself to, uh, you know, try to put someone in, in touch with some of those resources. So connection um, is one of the most powerful things, I think, physiologically that ties into a lot of this stuff. It's one of the reasons, you know, animals having a dog, petting a dog, it has tons of beneficial effects. Um, if, if that's, you know, your stick, if you prefer cats, I don't understand you, but, but, um, <laughs> but, 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 I'm allergic to cats is, is at the end of the day. So um, that's but, stressful. Don't be biased about cats now. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Don't be. We, but, there's but cat my, lovers out there for us. And I, I know. Love I know. I know they're out there. They're just they're just weird people. They're like, you know, um, anyway, but I just don't understand them is all I'm saying. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, animals are, are a phenomenal way to, uh, you know, meet some of those needs. But yes, uh, connection is one of those things. And again, unfortunately, if you're in one of those situations where you don't have any of those other outlets, you know, you can pay a therapist to help move you through some of those things where you need to work on yourself. And, and, you know, again, those are difficult conversations. Those are very individualistic, but connection is my big takeaway. All right, Bo, give us the, give us the rundown before we, before we close the shop, give us so, the rundown, what, give them the top five. <laughs> what is stress? Uh, understanding the physiology, there's hormones, there's things we can do. So if you go to your annual checkup, uh, with your doctor, there's depths that we can talk about with that. I think sometimes, again, the traditional healthcare system doesn't have time to really dive into that level of complexity. That's why we're here. So we can talk about that. But understanding the physiology, things like cortisol levels uh, are, is a pretty important thing. Again, biomarkers, biotrackers, uh, big, big, open, wide conversation. We'll go to number two, mindset, controlling what you can, uh, that knowledge. And that's kind of what we're talking about with everything here. Um, starting to understand that we can eliminate toxins, understanding, controlling your environment, even being in a cluttered desk is something that might be stressing you out and you don't even realize it like, like Corona alluded to. And so, uh, starting to do some of those things, the, the, is it uh, Marie Condor, the, the whole, um, if it doesn't bring you joy, throw it out kind of thing. But, <laughs> uh, I think I got her name wrong. It's Marie something, something with a C anyway, uh, breathing again, I, this would be number one for me. Uh, again, I would spend a full hour with every human being I can just working on their breathing patterns, their ability to breathe deeply, uh, no matter how advanced they are in breathing. I think there's ways we could make it better. Uh, but that reminder to breathe deeply is something that I can't stress enough. I try to post about it in my social media as often as I can. Um, I hope people aren't tired of hearing about that, but I still feel like there's, you know, a couple million people that still need that advice. Uh, address the cause, not the symptoms. Again, a very common thing in our society. When you're having trouble sleeping, you take a pill to knock you out. You're not getting quality sleep. You're ultimately never addressing uh, and resetting your circadian rhythm, uh, you know, so these are things that are going to end up stressing us out. So again, the mindset makes sense that why we do this, why we just want to address the symptom, but 
if we can really get deep into the heart of the cause and understanding that that's where we go a little deeper. And for us to answer your question about squatting, that's an, the, the inability to squat is a cause of most people's hip pain, knee pain, ankle pain, back pain. So the ability to own that deep position is something that to me is a cause of these things. And so that's why you should do that 30 minutes a day, 30 days, uh, address the cause, not the symptoms. And then the last one is the gift of stress, being able to, again, change our mindset, kind of like the second point, go to a growth mindset, uh, be able to start changing even something like having to go do something where you see that as a stress. Again, New York City, you go on the subway. Oh, I got to wait. I just missed the train. I got to wait five minutes for the next train. Oh, no. Like you can choose to let that stress you out or you can say, oh, this gives me time to read my book or listen to my podcast. Listen to the next episode of the Demand Better podcast here. I got five more minutes that I wouldn't have had otherwise. Um, it gives me a chance to pop into a squat. I used to love actually uh, being on the subway in New York City and and doing my squat and everyone looking at me like, is he is he doing what I think he's doing? Nope, he's just squatting. Okay. Um, so, yeah, those are my five. I'll leave it there. Thank you, guys. Well, um, well Dr. Bo, thank you. Um, thank Real you quick, for all the information today. What do you want for Oz? I just want, I just want to say, if anyone wants to take part in the squat challenge, make sure you tag us all just like Corona right there. Corona, what's the hashtag people can use? Is that you, Corona, right there? Uh, my hashtag is start living today or the demand better podcast hashtag. So we, let's spread the word and let's get this challenge going on for everyone. For us, thank you for doing that. I first want to thank Bo for giving us a, a quick introduction into stress and giving people a really good idea in a world that we're living in that's kind of nuts. I also want to thank award-winning journalist who joins us on a regular, Faraz Javed, because he is the man. W-X-Y-Z. <laughs> and we want to thank you all so much for taking your time to be with us today. If you like the show, you could help us by writing a review liking, sharing, or subscribing to the Demand Better podcast. I also want to remind you all that we are sponsored by FitCare Physiotherapy and Wellness, where the idea is to focus on your fitness so you can avoid the healthcare space. With that being said, if you're looking for some old things to kind of find out, you're looking for a trainer, looking for a therapist, need some ideas about some other things, check out the old, the old Demand Better. Go to your podcast and check out one of our older podcasts and it will help you. Listen, you got to do one thing, and that's demand better. Have a great day. Peace. And we are out.